Welcome to Asian Fund Management Industry Consultant, Stuart Oakcroft. A happy Operation Santa to you, Stuart. Yes, good morning to you, Stephen. <laughs> good morning. And RTHK's International Economic Correspondent, Barry Wood. A happy Operation Santa to you, Barry. Well, thank you very much. I know somebody in the studio must be bidding on that leather stool. <laughs> the one made of tennis balls. <laughs> I must say, it's quite a piece of art, but I think it's a piece of art rather than a stool you'd actually sit on. Or maybe it massages your buttocks as you sit on it, because it, it does look like one of those knobbly massage things. Anyway. Yeah, I hope it sticks together quite well, too. Otherwise, if it collapses, you've got a problem. Uh, it's handmade, but if it collapses, you would have tennis balls everywhere. <laughs> anyway, other than the stool... Um, Barry, which is your favourite item on the auction site? Oh, without any question. It is public speaking with Brian Hodgson. I need it, and I like it. And I've got an idea for Stuart, unless he's already taking it now. <laughs> I've got one for you, Barry. <laughs> That's a bit cheeky. What have you got for Barry, I, well, uh, Stuart I, Barry? I, I, I choose for, I'll choose for myself the Rugby Sevens package, which seems like good value for money. Um, as it's a package for two, for three days, that's, that's really good. And we know how the Rugby Sevens usually get sold out. But um, I think I've, I, I, as a gift for someone, maybe Barry, I'll give him the thrilling paragliding experience. You stole my thunder. That's exactly what I was going to recommend for you. Oh, thank you, <laughs> But in which direction do you want each other's um, paragliding? Well, I, obviously, you know, I, I, I would sit at the bottom and watch it from, uh, from below. But uh, you know, Barry could go and jump off the cliff any time. Well, I was hoping oh, Barry yes. would sail over my, to our my. studio. I love it. I love it. If I were there, I'd have a go. But then yes. maybe it's a safe thing to say since I'm not there. Yes. I, I don't think I'm built for that sort of thing, personally. <laughs> well, I think we've got two frenemies here, as you would call mm. it. But let's move on to the U.S. November inflation data, which was out yesterday. Many more experts are now predicting the Fed will start to reduce rates in May rather than March. Does that sound right to you, Barry? Well... I'm of the view that um, if the economy continues on this very good path it's on now, I don't see that there would be any rate reduction probably until June or July. Okay. But then again, it's very hard to predict. But as you mentioned, Stephen, that was a very good inflation report. In October, the, the trend was year-over-year 3.2% year, on consumer prices. Now it's down to 3.1. We have to remember that it was only a year ago, it was at 9%. So go all the way from 9 to 3, that's an impressive trend. I think Janet Yellen's got it right, the Treasury Secretary, when she says that the, we are bringing down inflation in a meaningful manner. She's right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, uh, there's no demand for a cut in interest rates other than from market uh, analysts and strategists who have never experienced these higher levels, uh, in their opinion, of, of interest rates. You know, th these are not high levels of interest rates in the, in the long term um, scheme of things. They are just uh, high by comparison to the last 10 years, which is nothing in, 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 in many respects. Inflation is steady in the US. It is coming down. It's probably reaching a point where it's going to be much harder for it to fall too much further from this level. And uh, I think if, if 
the Treasury, the, the Fed thinks that this is what's happening when they've got uh, interest rates at the current level, they, they will not see any real reason to bring interest rates down at, uh, at any time soon. Uh, my guess is the second half of next year, just like Barry's, and um, that's when we'll see the election um, in the U.S. being ramped up considerably, and um, I'm sure it will be Joe Biden who will, or whoever the candidate might be, um, who, who will push hard for some interest rate cuts to support his um, candidacy. Mm, that makes sense. Well, despite the fact you're frenemies, it looks like you're completely aligned on this one. Uh, probably <laughs> we are, yes. Uh, we, we talk about it often enough, Barry. Anyway. Well, I'm certainly happy to be in your company on this one, Stuart. Thank you. <laughs> yes, completely <laughs> aligned. Anyway, well, based... you'll, you'll be the one that benefits more than I will. <laughs> based on news... Um, they three indices continued their rally. When do you think this will run out of steam? I mean, I'm, I'm quite amazed it hasn't run out of steam yet. And do you see any change of dynamic of the role being played by the big seven tech giants who have been driving most of these increases this year? Stuart? Well, first of all, the, the rally has been positive. It's been led by the, the, the Magnificent Seven, as they're being called. Um, and uh, interestingly, earlier this week, it was not they, but it was the, the, the others in the indices that were pushing up prices. So um, it's beginning to get a bit broader. Um, the, very, the very fact that many of the companies on the S&P 500 had not shown strength in their share prices until recently um, is also probably going to be seen rather positively by, by analysts. And there's no reason to think that um, the market, if in, in the absence of any other major factor, um, won't continue improving, going up, but not not dynamically, not not um, by a lot, but it will probably just continue to stay positive rather than negative. Barry? Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, look, there's a healthy rotation going on now, and that is very useful. So it's not just the Magnificent Seven. But when you've got an economy that uh, had been growing at a 5% annual rate, you've got unemployment all the way down to 3.7% which is really full employment, you've got inflation coming down, and you've got the consumer feeling pretty good. Airplanes are filled. The Christmas shopping is, is vibrant. Uh, there's no reason why the rally shouldn't continue. But then again, these kinds of things are very hard to predict. And Barry, what do you see the shift if it's going away from the seven tech giants? What do you see the new sector that could drive any Well, I think it's going losses. to, you know, mm. we're largely a service economy. So uh, you find companies like American Express, you find industrials, uh, I should mention also FedEx and UPS and the services end and Caterpillar is coming up, Boeing is coming up, even though they've lost so badly to Airbus. So that's a rotation that I think is where the, the market is going. There, there haven't been any initial public offering, offerings to speak of. but uh, And don't forget, these, these tech companies, these seven, uh, they're not going away. 
and uh, things look very bright despite what you had at the beginning of the program against Google or Alphabet. I mean, Apple's looking good and uh, certainly Microsoft is. There's a great race underway on artificial intelligence. So, you know, it's hard to make uh, a down market assessment. I think it's an up market that we're looking at. Yeah, I, I, not, I would add to that, Barry. I, I do agree with you there. But I, I would add that America is not seven tech companies. There are probably 7,000 tech companies that could possibly um, form a part of the index at some future point, because what happens is that they come up with some patent, a good idea, and all of a sudden people will buy them. Um, and that's, that's the dynamic of the U.S. stock market. There are in uh, Silicon Valley and other places in America many, many tech companies, all of whom uh, could possibly... Um, come into the, the the top 500 at some point, and that will help to drive the index further up. Now, Barry, um, part of the headlines were Epic Games has won its lawsuit against Google Play. Now, I know Google and Apple derive a lot of money from their app stores. Do you think that could impact them badly? Well, this is a preliminary decision, Stephen, and I think that uh, we haven't heard the last of this. Uh, yes, it would. But let's not forget the obvious, which needs to be talked about more and more. And that is that Alphabet and Facebook have taken so much of the advertising that used to go to newspapers. Newspapers in the United States, and I think you could say worldwide, are in a kind of death spiral, certainly in the printed editions. That impacts Google and Facebook in a very positive way because that ad revenue goes to them. And therefore, I'm not at all pessimistic. They can talk all they want about uh, Epic and uh, this new very popular game, but uh, I think that's it's preliminary, and uh, I wouldn't want to bet against Google at this stage. Okay. Let's move on to President Xi, who's visiting Vietnam. Looks like the China to Vietnam rail link is on, as well as 37 cooperation agreements. How significant do you see this, Stuart? Well, first of all, bear in mind that uh, uh, the United States has been courting uh, Vietnam quite a lot this year already. So China, what China is doing is following up and trying to restate its relationship with Vietnam um, so that uh, it, it doesn't get uh, taken over by the U.S., uh, yes, a, a rail link between China and Vietnam makes sense. After all, they are joining com countries. Um, 37 cooperation agreements, well, it could have been 370 for all we know. Um, but 37 cooperation agreements, that's a good start, isn't it? I'm sure Vietnam has got plenty of cooperation agreements all over the world. Um, and bear in mind that Vietnam is not a small country. It's uh, about 100 million people. It's growing very fast economically. It, it is becoming a lot more positive and is, uh, uh, and, and is no longer the, the, the place where wars occurred. Um, it, is, uh, it is going to become quite an economic powerhouse in Southeast Asia. Barry? Well, I, I agree. I, look, uh, there's a competition underway. I think every listener is aware of that. And the competition really is between the Western approach to uh, economics and, and the Chinese approach. And the Americans, as Stuart said, are aggressively 
courting the Vietnamese. And there seems to be quite a bit of um, uh, receptivity to that because there are so many Vietnamese living in the United States. Perhaps that's one reason. But that's a miracle, isn't it? I mean, when you think that uh, 50 years ago we were at war. So, yeah, this is competition. It's uh, to be applauded that President Xi was there. Uh, agreements will be had. China's got the advantage of being a geographic neighbor. So we shall see. Stuart, do you think they'll be able to continue to balance China and the West, rather, and keep both sides happy? Oh, yes. Uh, um, it's not a question of um, keeping one side happy and upsetting the other. I think both sides will find there is something in it for them. Um, Vietnam is, is, is well-placed. It's a big, as I said, it's a big country, and, and therefore it has plenty of scope to provide something for everybody. Um, it has been um, sort of a closed country for many years, and, it, and the fact that it is now opening up and opening up for tourism, it's opening up for business, it's opening up for countries to invest into, it's got a, ma a major manufacturing capability. I think uh, many people who walk around in uh, Nike shoes uh, will, will find that they were made in Vietnam. So you know, bear in mind that this is what Vietnam is going to, to, to be looking like for, for for the average consumer on the street. Um, it is a place where things will get made, and I think even um, Apple are, are, are beginning to start making things there for, for uh, iPads and um, iPhones. So well, don't, don't underestimate uh, Vietnam as a, as a place. It's, um, it's a bigger country than Thailand. Thailand is, uh, however, already a very well-developed economy. So I think uh, uh, the next stop in terms of size and scale will be um, Thailand for the Vietnamese. OK, going to have to stop you guys there. I know we could talk all morning. Stuart and Barry, thank you very much. And I know you're not frenemies. You're actually really...